welcome everybody. This is episode one of Coffee Chats, uh, presented to you by the Canadian Medical and Biological Engineering Society. Um, so I am your host, Adil. Um, so on Coffee Chats, what we want to do is we want to create dialogue with experts within our field and have an honest discussion with them on the items, issues, you know, threats, trends that affect the biomed world today. So today I have a, my special guest today is Mr. Tim Zakutny, and we are going to have an honest discussion on the CCE designation. Um, so first a little bit about Tim. So Tim is the senior vice president of digital technology and cardiac technology and the chief information and technology officer. Uh, he is a professional engineer with a specialty in systems design from the University of Waterloo, along with a master's in health sciences in clinical engineering from the University of Toronto. Over 20 years of experience providing leadership, guidance surrounding medical and biological technologies. His port portfolio includes information technology, cardiac imaging, biomedical engineering, radiation therapy, radiochemistry. And today he oversees the synergies uh, of, of all the things that I mentioned between the digital health and advanced cardiac technologies management for both the University of Ottawa Heart Institute and the University uh, and the Heart Institute uh, uh, Research Corporation to achieve outstanding uh, patient care, research and education. Tim is also a certified clinical engineer um, and he sits on the board that it administers that exam. Tim, how are you today? Very good to do. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm very happy to have you. Um, before we start, Tim, I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions just oh. so we can have everybody get to know you a bit more. Um, so, Tim, Android or Apple? Oh, Android. And, oh, good choice. <laughs> good choice. Um, Windows or Mac? Oh, Windows. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I go Mac for that question, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> Rome or London? Oh, London. Well, okay. Geez, that's a tough one. I've only been to London, so. I'll, okay. Uh, so, and then I'll say Rome because I know. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Mangoes or watermelon? Uh, I would say watermelon. Okay. I like watermelon. Chocolate croissant or a chocolate cake? Oh, cake. Cake. Chocolate cake. Oh yeah, brings me back to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Hanks or Harrison Ford? Um, mm, that's a tough one. I would say um, I would say Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I, okay. I have a great uh, a great memory of the first time I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark and was blown away. Yeah. Wars and all that stuff too. But uh, you know, came out of the theater with my sister and immediately went into line. To see it a second time are you kidding me yeah, yeah. oh my gosh uh, uh, we were so blown away by the movie we just had to see it a second time immediately i love it that is fantastic so so i'm assuming you had like a period of a good three four hours because you know when you go to a movie you're like okay i'll be back in a bit about yeah, it, in two hours so great i was in but you know my sister was good she kind of helped me play hockey a bit i probably was hockey by the way Okay. <laughs> um, fall or spring? Um, I I would say fall. Yeah. yeah. Spring. Okay. I love summer. Yeah. Spring is that sort of oh no, it's great summer's coming, but 
I don't know. Paul has, uh, you know, has good memories from me. Yeah. Okay. Um, for vacation, are you a museum, city culture, food person, or are you more of a hiking adventure type of person for vacations? I would say hiking adventure. Okay. Uh, beach. If you had said beach, for sure, beach. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I think that that fits. Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. And last question is Forrest Gump or Back to the Future? Um, <clears throat> I would say Forrest Gump only because I'm kind of a history buff. So there's yeah, okay. If it's in the Forrest Gump, it's classic. Yeah, yeah, that, that worked well for sure. Great. Um, so, so Tim, uh, so maybe we can get to our our discussion uh, today. So those are the questions I had. So thank you for that. Firstly, um, also, uh, so on a side note, I think the, the mic again. It, it was going. I feel like in and out. Okay. You can, uh, yeah, a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so Tim, I was reflecting on the CCE designation um, the other day. And so when I think of a designation or, or certification, um, there's a sort of assumption that I make that to, to qualify for a designation or a certification, you, know, you have reached a certain knowledge set that you can apply uh, in, in your career, at your place of work, in your expertise. Uh, and I also view a certification um, also for job prospects and, you know, you're essentially you're marketing your own brand that, you know, you have achieved and, and you are available to work and you have a certain level of skill set that, you know, the, the person who doesn't have that certification, um, th that person does not. Uh, and, and through that process, there's time, there's money, there's effort spent on you uh, and, and also sort of maintaining that credential as well. Um, so the CCE, the, the Certified clinical engineer, um, I, my understanding is that's sort of the, the gold standard for, for clinical engineers. Um, but as I sort of view, I, I would say clinical engineers within North America, um, there is a argument to say that not a lot of people have it. Mm -hmm. So question for you um, is that do you, is it a designation worth pursuing and and i ask because especially i guess in canada clinical engineering jobs at least i find you know there are only a handful of them there there there's not a plethora of them yet there's i feel a lot of clinical engineers or folks who have studied clinical engineering um so with that in mind just your thoughts on you know do you think it's something worth pursuing for sort of a, like a young professional starting out? Well, I mean, this is a <clears throat> open and honest discussion. I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat biased mm -hmm. in my viewpoints around certified clinical engineers. You know, in my mind, um, I think it is an important uh, goal. And if we, if we think about what we traditionally think of clinical engineering. So, you know, they work in hospitals, they're a manager or a director. And, you know, if that's sort of the pocket that you think about what, what the job prospects are, for example, for a clinical engineer, then, you know, I can say that's somewhat limited. You know, we've got pockets of 
you know, fairly large academic hospitals who have a good staff of clinical engineers. Um, now, if you think of what clinic, what what it means when you're a certified clinical engineer, really, what is the content of that certification? And for those who have been through it, <clears throat> it is a, you know, quite a wide breadth of evaluation of your knowledge of medical devices, all technology management, risk management, all of the aspects that's important when you're dealing in healthcare and uh, medical devices and such. So, you know, that can be extended to a lot of different areas. I mean, I've had a graduate student of mine, a former student who's gone on to work for an architectural firm doing equipment planning, if I've had two of them. Um, so, you know, when we think about job prospects, obviously, you know, we focus on healthcare, but that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be narrowed to that. So I think it's important to think of it that respect because it does open doors. Um, now, you know, the, the one real benefit of, I can see of being a certified clinical engineer, honestly, is, you know, we all know that there's much more opportunities in the States. Not that I want people to, to run off to, to the state. I mean, that's why we started our clinical engineering program here in Ottawa, calling you and in you Ottawa. But it does open doors because it is a it is a standard with which that uh, benchmark is evaluated against. Right, the the process that exists in Canada is is hand in hand with the U.S. Board of Examiners. So, although we have slightly different variations when we come to the regulatory side of things, um, the main crux of the body of knowledge of clinical engineering is the same. And so, if uh, you know, if you were to proceed and, and pursue being a certified clinical engineer here in Canada, highly recognizable for positions in the States and uh, it's a global economy. And so, you know, and I've had a number of them, uh, actually, uh, not a number, but I know of a, a handful who have gone on to the States. Um, I, in fact, did one of my internships in the States when I was at UOT, so... It really, we, we should think about certified clinical engineering from a career perspective, not just simply in the context of Canada, but also including the United States with opportunities. Like you can go to the ANU website, for example, and uh, you'll see a number of postings. So um, it's kind of, uh, maybe I'm diverting a bit from the question, but I do see, I think it is very important for hospitals to have that, that, uh, that, that level of understanding of what it entails to actually manage safely and effectively medical devices in the clinical realm. And uh, and and to be to be honest, it's it's a little intimidating going through, but it's not that difficult. Um, I at least I don't think so. But it is a stressful thing to go through. But you know, it's good. You know, it's good, uh, it's good practice for anything for anybody. And if anything, it just helps to educate you more on things you be familiar with or really have a, a real in-depth understanding that as you prepare for the exam, prepare for the written exam and the work of the center. So, and then, you know, one thing I'll say is I know particularly this year, we have a number of applicants. So, you know, kudos to the board 
and uh, CMBS for that matter, and ACC and Amy too. You know, we're getting more and more uptake here in Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really exciting to see. And, and that, that could be as a result of, uh, you know, leaders across the country demanding it and asking for it as a, as a requirement for a position. So um, it is getting better. Uh, but I, we did have those very lean years. I, I yeah. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of people, you know, you know, from the from from the real founders like um, like uh, Tony Easty and Bill Gentles, you know, and now we've got some real great advocates and uh, Marianne Javier and uh, Andrew Ivy who are really uh, you know pushing forward. So um, it's exciting. It's exciting to see this uh, sort of interest. You mentioned. Um... One thing that I was interested in, in you mentioning that there is a recognition of the uh, the designation, perhaps a bit more in the states mm-hmm. than Canada. Why do you think that is? Um, is it you know? Is like I, I, we obviously know the states. You know, they're probably a bit more advanced. There's 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 been more work. The the societies are bigger, um, but you know. Is it just that we have us in Canada or in certain pockets of Canada, we, we just haven't reached that level of recognition that what a CE can provide? Um, or we haven't sort of, you know, is it due to the fact that we're publicly funded or system where, where sort of maybe interests or, or importance is given to sort of more of the traditional healthcare, i.e., you know, the docs, the MRI machines? Like, well, what do you think that is? My opinion about you know, why we've seen much more problems in certified clinical engineers in, in the States. Um, you know, and I, you know, I find this to my students when I teach is as a result of the joint commission in the States and the mm. also. And they are much more strict and stringent around uh, preventive maintenance and benchmarks. And for those who may not know, you know, being accredited by the Joint Commission in the United States is is uh, is tied to money. <laughs> At the end of the day, it all comes down to money. So, you know, they need to, in order to obtain uh, Medicare Medicaid funding, for example, they do need to pass their accreditation, and there are strict guidelines and benchmarks around, you know, percentage of uh, uh, PM completion and, and those sorts of items. So that kind of elevates the importance of the presence of clinical engineering, biomedical engineering, you know, really um, robust technology support programs and departments in the, in, in the state. So I think that really has a, you know, that has a driving force into creating those positions. So, and Amy has a big presence in the states as well. So I always kind of, um, uh, you know, alluded to, to sort of that environment. I know CNDS has worked uh, you know, closely with Accreditation Canada to get sort of the, the, the uh, centers of practice mm-hmm. embedded in it. And I've seen it more and more now as we go through accreditation. So slowly but surely. And um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's sort of why I see we see it more in the United States. Um, but But what I am seeing as well is organizations are 
are asking for it more in hospitals, and particularly large hospitals are asking for it. And I guarantee mm-hmm. Um, no, no, that's a that's a very f- interesting point that you made about Joint Commission. Similarly, I was I worked at Massachusetts General, and I remember when it was Joint Commission time, like everything stopped, yeah. like everything was focused on mm-hmm. PM rates, uh, PM completions, uh, documentation, etc. So I definitely saw um, how how of a stressful process that is. I felt for the mm-hmm. the the organization. Um, you, you talked about the CCE being uh, the skills that you that you have uh, or, or the skills that you gain in being certified as a CCE, they're transferable um, to, to other industries as, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on uh, something of a similar designation. So the one that always comes to mind for me is something like a PMP designation, right? So just looking at sort of the PMP designation, they build their their foundations on on people, uh, like soft skills and effectively leading project management uh, processes, reinforcing you know technical aspects uh, and business environment, highlighting sort of the connection between projects and organizational strategy. That's what they sort of talk about from a PMP perspective. Um, so when I sort of think about the PMP designation and um, compare it to the CCE, you know, I do see parallels. I see parallels uh, from so the, those core values, you know, people, tying clinicians, you know, we CCEs uh, or clinical engineers work on processes. That's, you know, a huge component of developing and understanding how medical devices coming in and processes and ensuring that, you know, the business is also obviously aligned as well. Um, the, C, the PMP, I would argue is a bit more recognizable, um, you know, even at sort of the executive level, then I would say a CCE is. Um, so maybe comparing the two, you know, what are your thoughts on, so against a young professional getting, a, like, you know, pursuing a PMP as opposed to sort of a CCE? I think I lost you there. Yeah, there. that's Is that better. That's a lot better, um, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I I put my earbuds into here, so it's not, <laughs> my mic is not b- battling with my speakers. Got it. I mean, it's a great point. I mean, I think we need to. Think about what CCE is. I mean, your whole career is a is a learning process, right? And uh, every day you should be learning something new and setting new goals. So I don't see CCE as an end-all, be-all certification. Um, you know, I've actively looked for for PMPs uh, when I do uh, recruiting. So I think they're hand in hand. I think they're uh, they complement each other very well. Whereas PMP and I know you're in PMP, um, is, uh, you know, very project management focused. Just like you said, it focuses on all the aspects of that. Um, but it is important that a, uh, the, the CCE designation really puts it into the context of patient care, bedside care, uh, technology management within the healthcare realm. Um, now, you know, I've said, you know, I've had students come to me and say, oh, you know, should I go get my MBA or should I maybe go to med school or something? And I've always said, you know, an MBA in combination with an engineering degree is a very powerful thing. And I would say the same thing, you know, a CCE with a PMP designation or an MBA for that matter mm. is a very powerful thing. 
Um, but it is important to, through the CCE designation, does it does give your potential employer a clear understanding of the scope of knowledge of the risks, the components, the impact, the 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 various um, aspects that need to be considered in order to manage and address patient care issues in the technology realm. So I think they work hand in hand, honestly. Um, and, uh, you know, it, and, and from a career perspective, yeah, it opens up doors. I think you're right. I mean, PMP, you know, outside a healthcare realm or uh, the medical device realm, you know, CCE may not be re- re- recognizable, PM, PMP is, but um, <clears throat> So I think it helps. I, I think it's a it's a great addition. But like I said, it, it's uh, you know it would be like okay a CCE, and then you say you are very focused in on uh, cybersecurity or security of medical devices, and mm. you seek us you know certification in that particular realm, or maybe it's uh, networking, um, you know that kind of thing. So it's really a continuous process. To educate, but I see CCE as a as a real foundation to really, you know, um, show that you know I have a good under I have a great understanding of of patient care. I have a great understanding of the healthcare system. I have a great understanding of you know how a hospital functions in relations to its technology and how to deliver care. The regulatory aspects. So it's a it's a it's a foundation. It's just a starting point. Honestly, okay. No, it's a that's a. I, I like the the fact that you know, it, they they complement each other. That that's a very, you know, interesting answer because, you know, one would assume, um, that you know you do one or the other, but the fact that there's a complementary aspect to it, and the fact you know you mentioned like, you know, if you want to do cybersecurity of medical devices, well, like CCE is at this level. Now you can really delve deep into. Um, very specific aspects of health technology management, which is maybe more in line with um, some of the more recognizable, like a standards, right? Mm-hmm. You want to do a CISSP, you can be a exactly. CCE, CISSP type of an individual. Uh, so now you're focused, you have a very niche, um, yeah. niche uh, skill set there. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, so CCE, um, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not a sort of an entry level um, designation, right? You need sort of a couple of years of experience. I believe you have you need to have three years of experience for mm-hmm. uh, if you had an engineering degree and eight years if you have uh, uh, if you have a biomedical technology right. degree. So, so it is sort of a more mature uh, individual who is sort of maybe you know not an entry level. Um, that's the individual who would get their their CCE designation or look to get their CCE designation. Mm-hmm. The other thing you also mentioned was it's. You know, there's a, there's more um, recognition in in sort of the private uh, the public sector, um, you know, hospital based engineers. Yeah. Do you think companies like like GE or or Philips who are sort of in the private sector need to push this a bit more? Um, something like a CC designation, or have engineers on their staff with an expectation that they have the CCE in order for the overall overall uh, designation to be more recognized oh i i think no doubt i mean if if the companies like uh you know the big three 
uh, started asking more specifically for certified clinical engineers, you would get, you certainly would get more uptake. I think one other thing is in the undergraduate realm, I think it's important for the certification process and, you know, let's say in biomedical engineering programs, uh, it becomes aware, you know, I, um, uh, and even the profession of clinical engineering really needs to be brought to the forefront in, in the undergraduate realm. I mean, I teach fourth year biomedical engineers and it's actually their last term of their fourth year. So at that point, they're like, get me out of here. Like we all, <laughs> like we all were. And they were, they're just being introduced to what clinical engineering is and, and sort of opening their eyes. So yeah, no doubt the, if, if the, if those companies came forward. Now, that being said, I know of, uh, I know of some companies in Canada who, who've recruited directly from uh, the UFT program. And they, um, so, you know, the, the, the education of clinical engineers, they recognize the value and the importance and the internships that they go through. And they've recruited a lot of them. Now, they may not necessarily say, I would like you to then obtain your certification in clinical engineering, but the content and the skill set are recognized. So, um, and that's in the private sector, in the medical device uh, arena. So, you know, I would say, um, it, it, you know, it's up to all the <clears throat> all the hospitals just to slowly but surely, you know, push forward and require this as a, as a requirement for employment. Now, that's not to say that you're freezing out people who don't have it. Um, you know, three years is a, is a, is a, is a short period of time um, in order to become, you know, to be eligible to proceed yeah. through the written and, and the oral exams. But it's a, it's a reason why we do that. Right. Because it's uh, because it's a benchmark. I mean, that's what the certification is. It's to it's to set a benchmark of common knowledge across all uh, successful um, applicants. So, um, you know, that's not to say that you can't make it a condition if you are employed that you, uh, you know, over a certain period of time that you become certified, um, that you actively engage your staff. And, you know, uh, constantly remind them that this is uh, this is something that this is a standard within your department um, that you want to achieve. So <clears throat> I've often seen postings where they say eligible for certification or eligible for mm -hmm. CET certification, but there's really no follow through. It's just, did you do the schooling? OK, we're good. Uh, you have to take it one step further and say, OK, this is great. But then, you know, make time, coach, um, mentor them to keep on proceeding to to obtain their certification. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you, you know, the leaders in in Canada at hospitals, they need to buy into, you know, the value of certification and what it brings to, to the organization, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I've never needed a whole lot of convincing for that. I always was convinced to begin with. Yeah, um, I know. I think I was being too early and you mentioned that that's one of the even for like the technologist of the team that you managed, you sort of mentioned that, you know, everyone needs to have a CBET uh, yeah. and, and a CCE um, and like so you've 
sort of push them almost yeah. um, to do that. Um, you, you mentioned something which I wanted to just quickly men- talk about was hospitals to push these requirements. So biomedical engineering departments should push them. Um, some of the the kickbacks um, that I've gotten uh, sort of personally, someone will be like, um, so what if I get it? Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, just the nature of the public healthcare system is, you know, there's no financial incentive. It'll just be at least what they perceive uh, or, or some of the staff uh, or team members perceive is that it's just me spending time and effort and money to obtain a designation that won't grow me within my organization. So why do I need to do it? Um so, so sort of the, the, I guess the two-part question is, what what can we then do as sort of leaders in, in hospitals? Um, you know, should should we have sort of, should we go to our respective, you know, CFOs and say that we need like a budgetary, uh, we need a budget to allow for our, our staff to pursue this and that, you know, if they get it, they, there should be some sort of a financial compensation. Um, and, and then similarly, you mentioned like universities, you know, I myself, when I was uh, in the in the University of Toronto program, um, I'll admit I don't think I actually was aware of a CCE designation until I went to the states to do my internship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, f- even from that perspective, knowing you know, like, is that something that you know we also need to push at the university level? Actually, come to think of it, when I was at USG, I don't think I knew about certification until after the fact. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the big, you know, a lot of people have asked the question, you know, what really, what is the incentive? And, um, you know, like you mentioned in my, in my story, when I arrived here at the Institute, I sort of set a challenge to the entire department to pursue their appropriate certification, whether it be, well, in Ontario, whether it be uh, OSET and then your CVET or your PNG and then your CCE. And that's really what prompted me to push forward uh, to get my certification because I had to walk the, I had to walk the walk. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, and, you know, my approach, it wasn't financial based. It was more of just encouraging people that the importance of it, I, you know, I think I think it's important. You know, I'm always in the back of my mind when pay equity or some kind of evaluation comes down the pipe at hospitals, when they start to evaluate salary scales and educational credentials and so on and so forth. That I viewed it as a way to protect, in particular, the biomed technologists and technicians. <laughs> in their security of where they fit amongst the healthcare professionals here uh, in a hospital. And also use the the argument to say, look, you know, if you're an allied health professional, you know, you need to be registered with your college or your association, sometimes both provincially and nationally. So it's it's no uh, different than any other healthcare professional that you're working with alongside, that they are regulated, although, you know, this is not as highly regulated as as those. So, um, you know, I was giving some thought because, you know, I didn't take the approach where there was a financial gain from it, but I think there are ways to to do that. You know, when usually when you recruit, 
generally in hospitals, when you recruit, you have a salary scale, right? And mm-hmm. you can sort of decide, you know, based on years of experience where they may or may not start, whether it's your step one or step three or, or that sort of thing. But generally, there's not a huge gap between the two. And so there, there is really the best opportunity is when you're recruiting new or you're replacing a position that has come up to really start to set the stage. And you can say, look, if you, um, you know, obtain your certification within 12 months or something, then move up a step a little Mm -hmm. prematurely, which isn't a huge financial burden, quite frankly, for most organizations. Um, but it is a it is a carrot, so to speak. Um, so I think that you know there's there's sort of ways that you can do that from a financial perspective. But that's you know my approach was more about you know for the for the team and the stature of the team. And I was very proud to say that we were one of the few uh, you know fairly decent sized biomed departments in the province who are completely certified. Wow. Uh, now let's be, let's be honest. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it took, you know, it took a lot of convincing and it little, it took, a, it took, if I'm not mistaken, about seven or eight years. Yeah. But I've said this before. I mean, every, every departmental meeting we had, it was the number one topic. Wow. And I had a list and we went down and that was for seven years and oh I think the first couple of years, well, I was the first one. So, but the first couple of years, uh, I think it was nobody, <laughs> but then, yeah. but then slowly, but surely, you know, one would get it, one would get it. And then it became, you didn't want to be the minority. That's fantastic. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. So, wow. and as we move forward now, it's, it's, you know, there's that, Okay, this this is what the team is, and this is the mm-hmm. standard of the team. Now, I'm sure still some in the group would say, you know, what's the value? But what I will say is, um, it, it can't be taken away. And it mm-hmm. once again, particularly for the young, you know, people in their young career, uh, just as we talked about CCE and its you know its transferability into the states, CBET is the same thing. You know, that's transferred easily into the state. So it's right then and there, there's a there's a recognition of the core competency and this core experience and core skill set that you bring to the table. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, but you know what? Nothing happens overnight. It's just got to be diligent and and uh, keep on pushing forward with a with a with a smile on your face and stuff. But, you know, there are mechanisms that you can make it somewhat of a financial interest, but the the, the easy part to do it is that when you're recruiting, where you can put those sort of requirements, you can ask for it outright. And, and, and uh, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's the start. Yeah, that's fascinating. Cause I like, we've gone through a couple of recruitment and like, yeah, we, we, we wouldn't just because it's not, an expectation nor has has it been um so, so it's almost that you know at, at the management level where we also need to define that you know what this is important um mm-hmm. and and i'm like i remember the 
other day we were talking about it and someone mentioned, you know, the, the website is, or I think, like, I think they, they referenced the website and they mentioned it's very, uh, like it was last updated 2015 or, or something. And, and, and then you talked about some of the other allied health professionals, which are quote unquote highly regulated, where you almost yeah. have to, uh, you know, be linked or associated with them uh, for you to be hired in, in a position at a hospital. I wonder if, if that's even something that, you know, we should, uh, as as a biomed, you know, uh, institute organization professionals should consider, um, you know, the like the presentation of I guess the C C bed in in this particular case, you know, it seemed like since that website it seems a little bit antiquated, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as important as our fellow allied health professionals, um, and, and just sort of the how that the perception was at least on our my team i remember i was uh thinking about um so, so that was an interesting point i noted was you know they're like oh we, we can't get the right information the resources not not that i feel like not a lot of folks actually tried but i think that yeah. was one sort of a barrier that we had anyways so well i'm not that familiar with you know the cbet certification process <clears throat> but you know, that you could say the same thing about the CCE certification CCE, yeah. many years ago, where it was sort of kind of on hiatus. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the reasons why when I did my certification, I went down to the States. You know, I wrote, ah, my, okay. I wrote my written exam in a proctored in, a, in an auditorium at U Ottawa and then took a trip down to Baltimore for uh, Amy and did yeah. my oral examination all under I had to cram uh, United States regulations and <laughs> and standards and stuff and luckily I I was successful but I one of the reasons why I drove that is because I wanted to come back and resurrect what was going on in Canada okay wow and when I came back I reached out to Tony and I said look at it you know I want to help out here yeah but um uh you know the way to improve that is is you just reach out to the to the certification board and say you know this needs to be updated so you know we can have a parallel discussion you know maybe that's one of the another coffee chat right you have a parallel discussion it, for yeah. the technologist side of things as opposed 100%. to um, the engineering side of things they're very 100%. similar uh, they're very similar arguments challenges uh discussion topics in both in both realms yeah. No, I I think that's a great idea. While they are similar, there's obviously some nuances that might yeah. you know warrant a discussion. Um, we're also we're almost getting at time, so I want to ask you one final question. Um, okay. Do you think we, as say the CMBS or organizations like CISO, <clears throat> need to do more to to push the CCE designation? Um, I know that we, I know for at least from the CMBES side, we have uh, something. We have a, a on the website. We have a link and like a sort of a procedure written. Um, but but you know, and I may be mistaken, but I believe that's sort of the extent of what we've yeah. done. And I know we proctored some. I believe the written uh, or the oral, excuse me, at, at our conference. Yeah. Uh, but you know, do you think we need to do or, or at, at the provincial level need to do more uh, to push this? Well, I think in, you know, I have to be pragmatic, right? There's only so much time in the day and everyone's Mm -hmm. extremely busy. I think, I think over the last couple of years, 
there really has been quite a bit of advocacy work. And uh, I think the proof is in the pudding just by the number of applicants we have for, for certification this year, which was, uh, you know, super news. Um, you know, I think uh, I think groups like CISO and CMBS and, uh, and across the country, um, I think really the responsibility lies with all the leaders and the directors and the managers across the country to really make that, uh, to really push it, honestly. I think people who attend CMBS, they know about certification. They've heard it time and time again. You know, some pursue it, some don't. So I think, um, you know, perhaps through the provincial engineering organizations, uh, some advocacy work could be done. I know the board, we do as much advocacy as we as we can, as time permits. Um, and I know CISO, you know, do, does a lot as well. So we do, we do what we can. I mean, we had, I know CMBS had, tried to really push hard with Accreditation Canada to make it uh, so they're actually requesting that when they do their accreditation. That would be, that's kind of going similar down the Joint Commission, yeah, now, right, in great. the States. Um, but once again, you know, it, it takes time. These things certainly don't happen overnight. Nobody should expect that uh, it'll happen overnight. But, you know, I know this time next year, we're going to have um, a lot more um you know, certified clinical engineers in Canada, which uh, which is where we want to go. You know, as long 100%. as we're going up, um, we're being successful, yeah. and uh, and and try and get them young. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't it, know. If I answered no, the question. <laughs> no, that that did. Uh, you know, we're we're going up. I.e., we're bringing more recognition to mm -hmm. the fact that hey, more people have it. And that's yeah. that's really the only way, right? Like ultimately, we want to get to a point where senior leadership and uh, and you know the C level suite at hospitals are aware yeah. and know and and you know the more strength in numbers, right? Simple, mm -hmm. simple yeah. as that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Also, th thank you for also calling out the the managers, the directors, right? The the VPs in in Canada yeah. uh, to really do push that. You know, I think that is very important. Um, you know, we we get to that level and. We also we have a we have a responsibility to sort of the biomeds and the seat clinical engineers mm -hmm. within Canada to to push our push our field push our profession and this is a one way uh, yeah. to do it so so I know I, I I take that upon myself first and and everyone else to to you know to strive to capture that yeah uh, so I think that's I mean, important. I know we're running out of time, but I just a uh, thought came to my mind. I mean, yeah. I've been on the board for quite a while and I've done a lot of examinations over the years. And <clears throat> there have been instances where people may have passed the written, but they, they didn't quite get through the oral examination, not for a lack of effort. But I think those who, um, you know, I can think of one instance where um, it, it's... <sighs> It, it's, a, it's a reassurance to those hospitals who are recruiting in clinical engineering positions that they are at least have a base knowledge of what are the what are the yeah. things that are important that you want to rely upon. And um, the certification process 
you know, does do that. I mean, it does, it does clarify these things and it does bring aspiring clinical engineers um, some insight as to what their knowledge gap may be. And so it's an educational exercise for aspiring clinical engineers as well. So, um, you know, that's why I, when I, when I post and I look for uh, clinical engineers, I make it a requirement because okay. I just, wow. uh, you know, I can trust it and I trust uh, the, the rigor that goes through this evaluation piece. And I, I would imagine all uh, leaders and organizations across Canada who are aware of the certification would ask for the same thing. There's a, there's a comfort level there. Um, now there's a lot of other things that you evaluate when you're recruiting, but that for one is, I think, uh, extremely important. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Great point. Um, I, I like that. The fact that, you know, there's, there's a lo certain level of competency you do require for the job. Yeah. And, and at least the CC proves that. And, mm -hmm. you know, if anything, it makes our lives easier, exactly. especially during that interview or when we're, you know, exactly. doing the, I know that, that's, I, I appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's the, that's the time we have, Tim. Thank you so much. Right. This was very insightful. Um, and, and, you know, I think our, the honestly, um, my, my thought process was a little different prior to our discussion. Mm. Um, and, and I think I'm, you know, I think there's a lot of work that we need to do, uh, but, and I think it's, it's starting that work and, and building it up for, for eventually us to be at a position where, you know, we have CCEs sort of all around. So thank you mm. so much. That was great talking to you, Dale. Thank you everybody for listening. I hope you had uh, as much fun as I did in speaking with Tim and join us next time as we look to uncover more at CMBES -E Coffee Chats. Until next time, bye-bye everybody.